Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And with us today is friend of the podcast, Josh Rubb. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, Josh. Hey, look at the cheery Round noise. Applause. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've used a good sound effect. <laughs> yeah. How are you going, Josh? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me again. That's all right. Thanks, thanks for, for coming back. Yeah. Well, we enjoyed having you last time. and yeah. Definitely less nervous now. <laughs> well, now you get to do it from the comfort of your own office. Uh, yes, so, that's yeah. right. Well, a, a lot of things have, have changed since the last time you were here, Josh. We, we spoke about insolvency um, very much on a, on a uh, what to do in this kind of scenario basis last time. But I think it's going to become a lot more real for a lot of people potentially, which, which we'll get to a bit later. But um, mm. yeah, so it's definitely a good time for you to come back on and, and give us some updates. Yeah. Yeah, so, thanks. Tim, to start with, what is what the is Tim and Danlo? <laughs> I'm interested. How did that sound to you, Josh? Did you get much of that through? Apart from the very or? start. Yeah, I kind of got Tim's high voice followed by <laughs> Dan's low voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, Ever since we've been doing it this way, I actually haven't gone and listened to it. Just, no, me just, <laughs> I, I just, I just kind of vaguely edit little bits out of the podcast and just upload it. I don't listen to the whole thing, so um, I wonder if it's been sounding normal or not. No one said anything. <laughs> I think number one listener, my mother, uh, said that it did sound funny. So that's all. I'm not sure what that means. Like ha ha uh, funny. I mean, that's fine. Uh, I think ha ha funny. That's yeah, good. I'd, I'd safely go ha ha funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what other type of funny you could take from that. Really, it's like a little honest. weird funny. Ah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, out funny. Tim, how's your week? It's good. I'm uh, I'm a f- official golf club member <laughs> now, Dan. You can see I'm wearing a golf polo. I'd, I'd like to go. I'd like to track this journey. Of, of your golf enthusiasm because for a long time you and I were on the same path it was we enjoyed it when we played with our friends you know a few times a year we were both equally terrible in the group um, and then I'd say maybe a month ago when all this uh, quarantine stuff started happening uh, you really took to it <laughs> all of a sudden you were playing golf two three times a week you, you've got new <laughs> golf clubs working from home yeah exactly yeah. well you, you've got to do something to fill the time yeah. and it was the best way to get out of the house i mean the sunset tonight was beautiful there was a double rainbow there was <laughs> an orange like sun behind the clouds setting over the beach i mean the sun wasn't over the beach but but it was just, uh, yeah, my golf game was rubbish. But uh, just being out there, it's just With, with all this practice, has it gotten better? Do, do you feel like you've improved? I know you got a birdie the other day, which you were very yeah. excited about. Uh, they call me the birdie man now, Dan. <laughs> because uh, of your one birdie. 
<laughs> good golf players like average that yeah on holes but uh <laughs> yeah no, look um i'm rubbish still but every now and then i hit a good shot mm. and i was actually trying to hit like where i hit mm. i actually was trying to hit there so um i, I think so that's, that's good that's the difference it's it's when you move to a spot of when you hit the ball it goes roughly where you expect it to yeah. go that's yeah. that's when you know you've improved even if it's not closer to the hole but it's still where you thought it would end up Exactly, exactly. So, I may have a golf-related tight-ass tip today. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, um, my week has been good. I've been working, unlike Tim. And uh, getting... (laughs) You're taking tomorrow off, you lazy bum. I am taking tomorrow off. But the reason for that, Tim, is it's my birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. How old are you turning? I am turning this many. (laughs) (laughs) it's a good uh, audio (laughs) medium here to display in fingers how old i'm turning but i'm turning 30 you're in denial yes that's what it is yes turning 30 when you you get to my age dan you don't want to take your birthday off because it reminds you you're another year older (laughs) (laughs) so it seems like another day you just want life to keep going on and it's been normal just imagining that you're not getting older it's a it's a policy that I and basically only I have kept to um, my entire <laughs> life is I never work my birthday. Uh, always have it off and it's, it's always going to be like that. Uh, even if I'm in denial about the, the number that keeps creeping up every year. What are you going to do for your birthday, Dan, given the 10-person limits in uh, restaurants and venues? Well, given the 10-person limit, um, the cool thing <laughs> is, is that if you book a table for 10, you've booked out the entire restaurant privately for yourself. <laughs> So this Saturday, and then you don't have to invite the people you don't want to invite. Yeah, well, the the only issue with that is, is that if you are inviting, you know, you know, say yourself, your partner, and eight other people, um, eight is a, is enough people that you'd need to invite. Like, there's more in that eight circle than just two people. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, the if you've got eight people, you've got fifteen that could probably be in that group. Yes. Um. So it yeah. is it is a funny number. I have had to exclude a lot of people. Um. But the point is, there's 10. I've booked out a private restaurant for myself and you, Tim, um, to eat some delicious <laughs> Mexican food. Listen to you t- 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 telling us about all the people you had to exclude from your uh, party of 10. Tim, I don't know if you like know this. Three but other people. I, I'm, I, I'm very well liked. All right? I've got many friends. I've got all of 12. Uh. I've got a lot of friends. A lot of Dan friends. hasn't left the home for like two months since <laughs> coronavirus hit. So this is my this is my coming home party. I'm coming out. I'm but back out in the world, Tim. I'm, I'm emerging from the house, and oh my god, you know the wind's gonna blow in my hair for the first time, and it'll it'll be an amazing moment. Well, you better enjoy it because you're 30 now, so there's not many more years of the wind blowing in your hair. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, Josh, how's your week? Josh? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Definitely made my day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said you've been busy uh, doing a very long job. So, yeah. yeah, just had a massive ASIC report due. So, I think I, I figured out it was about 58 pages long. Oof. Oh. Then I realized a month ago that ASIC changed it. So you no longer submit a report. You need to fill it out electronically through tick boxes oh, online. No. So I had no. to 
then sit there and put it all back in again <laughs> with a system that boots you out every probably 15 minutes. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. I, I can imagine it'll be fairly similar to like applying for an ABN or something where it's just real clunky every page, just like, oh. Yeah. I love, I love ASIC. They, apparently they spent like a million dollars on their rebrand last year or something like that. And yet if, you know, if, if you need to correct a mistake on a company um, document with ASIC, you have to still send it by paper, <laughs> with like wet signatures and an explanation yeah. as to what's happened. Insane. Yeah, we, we came across when we moved our office earlier this year, you needed to lodge this. It's called a 905 AB. Mm. But we accidentally lodged a 905A subsection B. <laughs> it does exactly the same thing. But because then we realized it and lodged it the next day, we got an $85 fine each of us. <laughs> and we said to Asik, well, can you waive it? This is, you can see we lodged it. Mm. Same information. No. So we're not having to pay the fine. Oh. They don't, they don't, um, yeah, they, they do not take any questions around fines. No. Is, is once you've got a fine, that's it. I, I've had a, I've had it happen once that they remitted it. Wow. Once. Was that and an ASIC mistake or? No. And it, it was a real big deal in my mind. I was like, this never happens. Like, wow. I, I almost didn't even submit this because I just thought it, they wouldn't accept it, but they did. So hold out hope, everybody. You can get it remitted <laughs> sometimes. If you push hard enough, yeah. you might get a refund. Yeah. So, um, Tim, speaking of refunds, you got any uh, tight-ass tips? Although, we should, no, we should do the business update first. So, Business update. Uh, Tim yes. seems to be um, quite fond of this whole virgin situation. And I, I think it's because you had flights. <laughs> you, I, think, I think you're keen to yeah. know what happens to your flights. Uh, I'm, I'm following it closely <laughs> to see who ends up owing me. Three thousand dollars in flight <laughs> credits. So, yeah. So the the latest thing that I've heard is that um, yeah, the Queensland government put in a bid. Um, I, I don't know if that ended up going ahead or, or if they were just planning on doing it. Um, mm. But but what's the latest on your end, Tim? Um, yeah. So I've actually seen. I just looked up a little article while the intro song was playing mm. on the Financial Review, um, and it looks like Virgin is running out of cash, so they're only going to just make it through the sale process. And they'll actually have no cash left at that point. So whoever is actually going to buy Virgin is then going to have a really tough task of running a company yeah, with so no cash. So there. someone's going to be buying the company and also putting a massive cash injection into it. So there's been calls for another, another call for a government bailout, basically, mm. which is uh, very interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be forthcoming. Mm. So... Funnily yes. enough, I, 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 I said last week, I think, that I'm, I'm listening to a few um, books on some Australian politics ones. And the, and the one I'm currently wading my way through was the John Howard biography. And uh, he just went through a whole big thing about ANSET. Yeah, and, and interesting. At the same, it's kind of similar that they were yeah. uh, after government bailouts as well. Mm. And he was steadfast against it, that, that he didn't uh. want to bail them out. But they would, um, they would keep all of the employee entitlements they'd pay all that out um, right. but all the other debt and things they wouldn't bail them out on so what yeah. was his reasoning behind that i don't know he didn't he, his books I've, I've been finding his whole book very much he says what happened and not a lot of why, why. it happened hmm. um which which i don't like i, I like the why so <clears throat> this is a very uh, poignant topic 
for mm. Josh to be with us mm. today. Have you, um, yeah, it, it, from the liquidator perspective, what are your thoughts on the Virgin case? I mean, do, does it just look like a nightmare scenario? Yeah, yeah, it looks like an absolute nightmare and I can safely say it's one appointment I'm glad I didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of you. I was like, Josh might get this. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I, I was talking to one of my mates and he said, oh, it's a shame you missed out on that. And I just looked at him with this like, blank face of going, seriously, like you've got like $5 billion in debt. <laughs> this, is, this is not one that I wanted. <laughs> you've got planes oh. that can't leave airports. It's, it's definitely an interesting case. Yeah. And, I mean, you could see everything I'd read about it just before the administration was starting was saying that they already had Deloitte's in previously to give them a rundown, try to help them do a bit of a restructure, a bit of safe harbour type work. So I think the writing was on the wall anyway. Mm. This kind of, what's the saying? The the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I saw a bit of a funny off, off air. We were talking about how like the Chinese government or a Chinese company was looking at buying Virgin and that sort of may have been um, snuffed out. But um, it, it, this joke may be a little inappropriate, but I did find it funny. So um, there's no political meaning behind this. So Chinese government, please don't assassinate me. But um, essentially <laughs> it, was, it was a country town and uh, you know, like mowing companies have like, like mower shops have the, the signboard out the front. Mm. It said, um, don't worry about coronavirus. It won't last long because it was made in China. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty witty comment to put up. <laughs> I know. In like a regional town. Uh, so there may be some racism behind that, uh, yeah. that signboard. But, a, a, uh, yeah. a little bit of racism, a little bit of conspiracy theory about uh, <laughs> making of viruses and things. But, you know, <laughs> uh, that's shocking. Funny. All right, Tim, tight ass tip. Uh, tight ass tip. So I, 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 um, after you say yours, I've got a bit of a time ass tip I'd like to discuss. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, my Tadas tip is is golf related. Mm. I can't remember. Did I do a golf related one last week, Dan? I think you've or... done a golf related one almost every week. Um, mm. la- last week okay. was the Mac method of buying golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Good. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not doubling up with yeah. my Tadas tips. Okay. Um, well, uh, a lot of seasoned golf veterans will tell you to not do this, but mm. when you're getting into golf, you lose a lot of balls. Yeah. So my Tadas tip this week is to buy secondhand used balls mm. online. Online? Mm. Where do you buy them online? There's, Just like eBay or Gumtree or something? There's a website called Lake Balls. Right. And um, you can buy them in like, like really cheap for about 50 bucks. And interestingly, I think that business was started by a guy who just went around golf courses picking up balls and he started selling them online and now he's made a, a giant business. So where, where does he source the balls from? Just from like literally inside lakes? Yeah, and just stuff. like used balls. Yeah. So he must be offering some sort of incentive, good deal to mm. whoever has used balls. And then going and picking up the ones you're trying to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, <laughs> there's nothing worse than losing a ball. Today I lost three balls in one hole mm. and it was the water feature. I always lose them on that one. And uh, so once they drain that pond, it's going to be some balls online mm. and I'll probably buy them. Yeah. I'll buy them back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, mm. My time up 
time ass tip this week <laughs> is inspired by you and golf, Tim. And um, if you find that you're struggling to fit in all the things that you want to do with your busy schedule and, and you've got to map what you've got to do around other people like morning meetings or um, podcast appointments <laughs> and, and you just instead you just want to go play golf um, or, or you just want to have your morning run. What my time ass tip is, is just to have complete disregard for everyone else's appointments <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just do what you want, you know, you know, Look, g- I g- may give be slightly late to this recording, <laughs> but Dan, I had to skip the ninth hole for this. All right. So that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were late to this morning's uh, team meeting. I was working. I was working hard. That's yeah. why I was late. I'm I wasn't sure. doing anything else. I'm sure you were, got... you were on the ground with the toothbrush scrubbing your golf clubs to make sure the dirt was out of them. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I haven't cleaned them yet. It's not going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. So. Shout out to Orford on the Street who does do yeah. that. He does do that. We should call him he about does. that one day. Anyway, we all right. Let's, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, yes. And that's our chat with uh, Josh today about what's going on in the insolvency world right now, what we might be expecting in the coming months and, and some of the trends and things that he's seeing. And there's been a few updates to some of the rules and regulations around uh, trading while insolvent and directors' responsibilities, and it'd be good to, to get a bit of clarity around that. So I suppose a good place to start is just, Josh, what, what are you seeing in the insolvency world right now? What, what, what's happening? Yeah, I think it's... Everyone seems to have expected that we were just going to go gangbusters and, mm. and get busy very quickly, but mm. it's actually been the opposite. It's number of appointments have dropped. It's a lot quieter than we're expecting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I think come probably the end of the year, it's going to get a lot busier. And mm. I mean, you, you take these JobKeeper payments, for example, um, it's kept a lot of a lot of people in business and, and kept going. Individuals have and now getting sometimes double what they were getting before, mm. um, which is helping. And I think it's, yeah, I think towards the end of the year, it's going to get a lot busier for us. Yeah. So, so you're sort of thinking at the moment that there were a number of businesses who may have been struggling already or um, perhaps don't quite have a good exit plan out of coronavirus, a way to, to get their business, I guess, back to the level at which it was before, um, that are just biding time right now. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, I'll give you an example. I, I spoke to a cafe just before Christmas and then pretty much just said, look, they wanted to get through the Christmas period. And, and I said, look, you don't, you, there's nothing you can do. That you can't restructure it. You can't work this out. It unfortunately, this needed to be a close down. Mm. And then everything with COVID happened. And now they're sitting there. They've got their employees are being funded by the government Mm -hmm. and so they don't have that. They're now sitting there going, there's no insolvent trading in play until September. So they can't be held liable for trading whilst insolvent. And so they're just ticking along. But I know for a fact that they're going to come out of this in September and probably be in a worse position than what Mm -hmm. they were before. um, Purely just because of the way this has all played out. So explain that a little bit more for the listeners and for us, um, the change in rules that happened um, and the government, I think they, they expressed it through, right? So there was a, a, yeah. a almost overnight, there was a rule change around um, the insolvency. 
Yeah, so they kind of, what they did is they increased the limit on so being able to wind up a company. Uh, they increased that from two grand up to twenty grand, mm. which is a massive, massive jump. Yeah, mm. uh, to be able to issue a bankruptcy notice from someone went from mm. five grand to twenty grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you issued a statement of claim or a stat demand against somebody, uh, where you used to give them twenty-one days to comply, you now have to give them six months. Wow! Uh, which is a, a massive, massive hit for the person who's who's chasing their payment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the insolvent trading, there's just pretty much the government within, I think they said just over twenty-four hours, just wiped insolvent trading for six months. Wow. So, things that would normally take 12 to 18 months to get into parliament mm. before being considered just got done within 24 hours. And unfortunately I, I get the, I mean, my personal opinion is it's a, I get what they're trying to do. Mm. It's just going to delay the inevitable. Mm. I, I can definitely see on the surface why they do that. You know, there'd be a lot of people who, yeah. who because of, um, COVID restrictions have essentially had to stop trading. So therefore they're still going to accrue some fixed costs and they don't want people sending other people bankrupt because of that. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, I, I can see exactly what you're saying where um, there's also the other side of it where there's a business who may also be a small business who needs that money to then fund their business. And it's just a flow on from that point. And, and you're going to have people who are accruing debts that might never get paid now. Um, and that could also be a problem. What if there's any yeah. stats in the economy around uh, payment terms right now and how quickly people are paying? I'm sure Zero uh, have some. Yeah, I haven't seen them, but I'm mm. going to say that they're, they're way out there. Mm. I, I doubt anybody's paying anything on time. Mm. Yeah. And Which like, I, I know I, um, I did a webinar today on COVID and the impacts on the insolvency industry. Mm. And they were saying that it, the insolvency numbers are down, I think, 45% compared wow. to this time last year, um, which is a result of just everything that's happening. It's, I mean, we're always the, the grim reapers, yeah. as mm. likes to call us, but um, it's just part and parcel of the economy. It's the cycles you work in. I think um, that that might be a stat that might be thrown around as, look, look, at the success of this program and the stimulus that we've done, insolvency is actually down. <laughs> People are doing fine. Maybe there should always be JobKeeper. Uh, yeah. Just all the time. <laughs> for everyone. Hey, you're going to put me out of a job here. Dude. <laughs> I was just going to say, who does the insolvency for the insolvency practitioners? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to come and start working for you yeah. soon. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say, Tim, uh, and nice. who then does the insolvency for the government when they inevitably <laughs> yeah. run out of money? That'd be a good job. Yeah. That'd be a really good job to get. <laughs> Who wants to buy Australia? That'd be, that'd be worse than Virgin. Yeah. <laughs> you'd pretty much, you'd be the prime minister. You, the liquidator appointed to the Australian government. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We just print money. Yeah, some more money. Yeah. Inflation's uh, fine. So, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's going to be an interesting next few months to see to see where business heads, to see... If, if liquidation um, becomes a more mm. regular thing, I guess they could always, I mean, the rule came in overnight. They could always change the rule overnight. They've, always, they've already said um, they're reviewing JobKeeper mm. at the end of June. So um, is there anything, I don't know, just, just, just putting it out there, I guess, spitting to the breeze. Um, is there anything that 
that might be a good thing for the government to think about in terms of trying to stop that every business just shutting down at the end of the year once JobKeeper ends or mm. um, once the stimulus dries up. Oh, look, there's, I, I think, I think JobKeeper's, but it's been good, yeah, uh, particularly for individuals. Um, Cause the last thing we wanted was, you know, seven and a half million retail employees, you know, out there without any way of paying their rent or, or doing anything. So I think yeah, it's been, definitely. it's been good in that aspect. Mm, yeah. Um, but I think like anything, it, everything you do always has a good implication to start with and then mm. has a negative effect at the end. Mm. I think there will be definitely like, a, I think what you're right, like there will be a bit of a bloodbath in, in six months time, but or four, four to six months time. But hopefully like a little bit like coronavirus, the curve is flattened. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I mean, like I know with the, um, these loans, the guaranteed loans that the government's provided, mm. yeah. Uh, so you take the bank who is, you can lend, I think it's up to 250 grand yeah. and which 50% is guaranteed by the government. Yeah. yeah. And there's still interest on those loans. Because mm. yeah. um, funnily enough, the interest rules from what I read said, there's no interest if you don't draw down on it. Yeah. I, yeah. Read, I heard that too. Yeah. It doesn't really make much sense because you're not really going to go for the unsecured loan and then not draw down on it. So, yeah, true, true. I think um, that they were telling it's people. it's easy to get yeah. either. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think they had, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, you probably know more than I do, but I think it was a six-month leeway without any Yeah, yeah, payment. yep, yep. Um, but if you, if you just take, say, ABC that's gone and borrowed the 250 grand, it's only over three years. You get six months repayment free. Mm. You're then paying nine and a half grand, give or mm. take, a month. So yes, you, I think the interest rates are like a mortgage, so they're, mm. they're the lower rates. But you're coming out of COVID where you've got limited income to start with, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got nine and a half grand a month you need to find to repay the loans. Yeah, I, I've yeah. I've been telling a lot of clients to really think about the long term implication of the choices they make now to support themselves. So you know, deferring loan payments, taking out finance and things like that are, are fine and they're good solutions. Um, but you really need to consider what is the long-term implication of that? What does my business look like in six months time? If my revenue is going to be only 80% of what it was before COVID, um, am I able to make these loan repayments? You know, I, I may have pushed back even my car repayments for a while or something. Am I able to make double the repayments I was before? Um, yeah. And I think that's going to get a lot of people out who, one, didn't mm-hmm. seek the advice necessary and didn't really think through the long-term implications. They were just thinking through, I need to get yeah. through the next three months, um, who are now going to have this two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars $250,000 loan that they may have taken out um, and not able to pay it. I kind of feel um, sorry for the landlords as well. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they've copped it the worst. They're, they're actually taking a hit because there is an ex- expectation that they will waive rent. Um, but the banks, I mean, the banks won't take a hit at all because, yeah. I mean, yes, They're capitalizing the interest will default mm. later in the year, but... Um, yeah, they're, they're capitalizing the interest and mm. just increasing the repayments mm. after the, the six-month freeze on, on yeah. home repayments. So, the other thing to consider with mm. the landlords is that... Um, house and and prices and, and things are, are probably going to go down um that's that's yeah. what it looks like you know there's going to be less 
demand in the market right now for people to go buy new places. Um, yeah. So I'm or not rent. sure what the commercial or space or, or rent. So yeah, commercial spaces, um, residential spaces, they're all going to be probably going down in value. Um, mm. So not only have they taken a hit to their income, but they're potentially taking a hit to their asset. Now that'll, that will bounce back eventually mm. over time. It does. But um, yeah, that is a hit. That is a hit. Is that- Here's another thing to throw out there is you take um, like our Sydney office, for example, we lease the seventh floor in our building right in the CBD. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of doing all of this has shown us staff can work from home. Mm. So you might have bigger businesses that do a hot desk type of operation, yeah, yeah. Um, which they're now sitting there going, well, why am I paying a million dollars a year in rent? Yeah when I could get a smaller one and just people work from home more. So exactly. it could be instead of a hot desk, you you know, come in and find what desk you're working from. It's you do two weeks at home and then you're coming for a week and yeah. Yeah. So they're now sitting there going, well, why do I want the overheads of these, yeah. these massive rents and, and get everyone just working from home? I can definitely yeah. say that happening. If you had to pick an industry that or a segment of the economy, that I was worried about, that would be one of them. Yeah, commercial rents, commercial properties. Just it's uncertain, and I hope I hope you know I hope it's fine, and and mm. you know, I'm sure everything the government's done will really help. Mm. And all of these um, th- deals with rent involve in, um, extending the lease. Yep. So if the business can survive and it can and it can keep paying the rent, then they should have people. Mm. renting with them for years to come. Um, but yeah, that, mm. that's definitely one area of concern. <laughs> the, the, the flow on from that as well, Tim, would be, um, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but all, all the super funds that, that yeah. own those massive, you know, unlisted property investment portfolios that, that own all these commercial spaces, they own buildings, they own massive land where things are rented from, um, which mm. now aren't earning revenue <laughs> and therefore aren't uh, really, uh, you know, there's no value in them right now. Um, mm. So what happens to a lot of these industry super funds, you know, the, the members balances, they've got to draw out 10 grand now as well. A lot of mm. people are doing that. So it's, it, it is a quite a flow on from, from just that one, that one thing. Have you ever seen a super fund get liquidated? Josh? Yeah, I've done a couple, I've done a few. Oh, okay. Right. So like a self-managed super fund or? Yeah, okay. self- um, yeah. Usually because they've had bad investments and, and things like that. So Oof. Yeah. But you've never seen like a, like a retail fund or, a, or one of the bigger, not maybe not the full industry funds, but something like that? No, nothing. Nothing that size. Mm. Interesting. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's all, uh, you've got to imagine anything is being possible. If you can dream it right now, it's, mm. it's quite possible. So, so, yeah. so with all these, um, so the scenario that we're kind of painting at the moment is that, is that a lot of people are pushing back debt, they're pushing back repayments, um, taking out extra finance and their business may not have been in the best place in the best shape to begin with some of these businesses. Um, so in your mind, Josh, the picture is looking like come September, these job keeper payments stop, these loan repayments suddenly become due. Um, you think there's a, there's an increased chance there's going to be a lot more businesses then that, um, that really start needing to, to go into liquidation. 
Yeah, I, I think definitely come the end of the year, mm. there is, there's going to be the number of insolvencies, both corporate and personal. Mm. I think, again, dramatically skyrocket. Um, like I know I'm on a couple of boards for financial counselling mm-hmm. and one of them was sitting there just before all of this COVID happened that the work that was coming in was like 170% first capacity mm-hmm. and they just said we couldn't physically get through it. And and then in early May, they were getting two phone calls a week. Yeah. So, so that would be just like individuals wow. who just need some help to consolidate their debts or pay down their things and, and budget and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so all, you, you all of a sudden, had an yeah. individual that was, say, on you know, $300 a week as a mm. casual had got themselves into a position where they have $15,000 on credit cards, can't, can't mm. repay it all, and went to see a financial counsellor, but then this happened, so they're now getting $750 a week, mm. and the banks have put repayments on credit cards for some of them on hold, um, so they're, they're not they're sitting there going, well, we're not in as bad a position mm. anymore. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I, I don't think they're going to be paying down their credit card debt for yeah. 50 a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so nah. they, they're similar to probably going to get to the end of it once this stops. I dare say they're back to their original 350 a week with probably mm. $20,000 on a credit card. Yeah. I, th- I think really that the, the people who are in those situations and even a lot of businesses out there, now is that time to get the advice yeah, because you're it, in a position it, where you can make a change yeah. now to really stop you getting to that point by the end of the year. Mm. Um, and we've heard a lot of speak and a lot of talk about, you know, the the government should be giving out accountants vouchers or financial advisor vouchers. <laughs> I don't know if, if you've seen that in the emails and things as well, Tim, but I, I've seen yeah, a, few, a few things out there where people are asking for it. Um, yeah. Where they can go get that advice um, from idea. from like financial um, advisory boards and, and things that can really um, set people up to say no no now's the time pay down that debt <laughs> you're yeah. gonna be in a good spot yeah well I think that's the the other thing is people are, are sitting there going oh no I can do this but mm. realistically they need to talk to the likes of you guys mm. because you need they need your help to be able to go. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to plan for this. Yep. And things that they think oh, I, I can deal without, and I'll do without, deal with it later. But mm. I think it's it, more important now than they probably see you than they did before. It's a catch twenty two though, because often they don't have the resources to pay for that type of advice, which is very detailed and full on. I mean, it takes mm. a lot of time, um, and and that very big relationship effort. Like it's, uh, it's a lot of work from their perspective and a lot of work from our perspective. So yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I think like right now is the window of opportunity. Mm. Um, things are good right now. So try to look at minimizing debt, um, still be looking at reducing expenses mm. and trying to shift your revenue stream. So mm. Any way possible, you can build revenue. Any other ways that you could offer services or goods, I think, should be an option right now. Yeah, I um, think we we did a whole episode on on some actions and and things you should be considering right now. I think it was two weeks ago. Go back and listen to that episode, um, and I, I think that applies all you know as equally to an individual as it does a business. Um, it's the same kind of thing. You know, look for those revenue sources, reduce costs, pay down debt. Uh, Mm. it's all the same principles these are probably things that you would be doing with a business that you go into um what do you call it josh when you when you're um trading 
the business. The administration. Yes, yes. So that, these are things that you'd be looking at. Um, what what advice would you have for someone who is uh, was potentially struggling, is potentially still struggling, or maybe not feeling as much pain right now? Mm. Should they look at an insolvency now, or should they look at just winding things back? What what, what would you? Do? Oh, I I definitely think you. The, the key is the cash flow. Mm. Look at look at the cash flow on. You factor in the job keeper you're getting, or you may not be getting on the loans, and factor that in, and then go. Okay, once that stops, how do I see things going? Mm. If you think you're on that borderline of yes, you can, no, you can't. Get the advice. If you're in the, oh, there's no way I can possibly continue after it. Um, it's, I guess it's in a position of, I've always said, get advice early. Mm, yeah. Because I think you're always better off to get someone like me that says, look, you don't need to do it. Mm, yeah. Just make these few changes and, and you'll be fine rather than, than getting six months down the track and going, oh, I should have done it six mm. months ago. And you know, potentially yeah. could have done a restructure six months ago mm. where now it's in a position of, unfortunately, you can't. It's a, a shutdown. So it's a good time to be looking at your options right now. And it may not be that you shut things down right now, but you could be getting um, things into an, a better position so that you have the best possible chance of success mm. once yeah. um, the stimulus ends. And yeah. I think that's really sound advice. And yeah. I think um, something to remember as well is when you're doing these forecasts is kind of a, as, as Josh just alluded to, um, and it's what we've spoken about in the past is is when you're doing those cash flows as well, it's important to kind of look at a um, a business operational profit and a business operational cash flow and then the stimulus profit and cash flow next to that. Yeah. Um, because Separate if that business isn't surviving without that stimulus, then it's not going to survive once all this is done. So yeah. um, it's, it's important to review those things kind of separately um, yeah. so you know what things look like irrespective of the government stimulus. Yeah. And I think as well, like part of doing the cash flow is nobody likes to cut back on expenses. Mm. Uh, whether you're a business or an individual, mm. you, know, you, you still like to do things that you've always done, but unfortunately now's the time to, to do be a tight Tim and <laughs> cut down those expenses as much as you can. That's it. Take a leaf out of my book. Yes. And buy we, some lake balls. Which we we should release a book, Tim, like a picture book. Like a Tim's Tartas tip picture book. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. That's a really we good. We should idea. make that actually. It'd be an Amazon book that we release. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy five hundred copies and then it'll be a bestseller. It'll be a bestseller. Yeah. <laughs> so you can start like autographing them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea. Very good. All right. Well, um, yeah, Josh, do you, have, do you have anything else Anything yeah. else to add at the moment? I think we've covered, obviously, the changes around um, insolvent trading and, and when you can or cannot send people into bankruptcy. <laughs> but um, and, and also just the general advice. But is there anything else going on that you think is, is worth mentioning? No, I, I think we've, we've pretty much covered it. I mean, cool. everyone's seen the way the economy has been. Mm. Uh, I, think, I think the last recession we had was in early 90s. Mm. So right. we're looking at, what, 28, 28 years of growth. Mm. Um, GFC didn't hit us as hard as the rest of the world mm. in the yep. mid-2000s. Um, so our economy wasn't looking good yep. as it was to start with. So the government yeah. was already trying to put some stimulus in to, yeah. Yeah. to keep it going before all of Definitely. this happened. So 
I think my, my advice is just be prepared because I, I think while we might be coming or look at coming out of the COVID scenario, we're, we're not definitely not coming out of a strong economy. So, yeah. And this has kind of thrown a massive debt from the government's point in what they've funded. So mm. I think it's, it's important for people that like, cash flows you know don't focus on immediate focus long term mm, yeah and there you go and and i think you hit the nail on the head before josh basically what you were saying was protect your valuable assets mm. right now is what you have a chance to do is think okay what do i have that that i really really do need to keep if i'm going to be in business in five ten years time mm. yeah and figure out how to protect that because you've got a yeah. bit of space you've got a bit of time up your sleeve to be making Potentially some business and asset saving changes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even if you are in like sitting pretty comfortable right now, um, from this chat, even for me and our own business, it's hammered home to me that we probably still need to be a little conservative with yeah. our decision making. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, all right, you know. It's, it's coming to tax planning season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We do this day in, day out for a job, but yeah. I mean, everything with all of this has kind of hit us as well to sit at the same point and go, even even though we are going to probably get a lot busier towards the end of the year, it, yeah. we still need to look at the same mm. the same structures and yeah, and what we can do to change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going back to the way we were. It's a whole, whole new way of life. Not yep. for a while. Yeah, I don't think so. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. But we'll get you back again, Josh, as time goes. And, yeah, let's, and we'll, we'll get more updates from you because you are the finger on the pulse of the... Uh, well, you're the Grim Reaper, so you can tell us, you can yeah, tell us what's happening. It's the opposite basically. of the finger on the pulse, Tim, is, is, is f- <laughs> fingers on the, on the deadness. There's no pulse. It's the finger on the switch. Yeah, on no the pulse. Life support switch. That's what it is. <laughs> but I think I think we should definitely get you back on towards the end of the year, or, or and and to see if if the predictions we're all making right now come to fruition, or or if uh, or if it's a different scenario. Who knows where the world's going to be in six months' time? Um, we certainly didn't think the world would be where it is now six months yeah. ago. So yeah, definitely. Happy, happy to jump on whenever you want me to. Nice. Brilliant. All right. That's uh, right. That's well, the that's end of our main topic. Yep. Uh, Tim, do you have any other things this week? Uh, I do, Dan. There's a really good new album by The Strokes, which I oh, recommend really? you all listen to. Yeah. I haven't listened to The Strokes in ages. Yeah. It's nine songs, about 45 minutes. Perfect album listening time. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Some of their best work, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Worth a listen then. Check it out. I, I shall do that. Yeah. How about you, Might Josh? Way home. I'll yeah. switch over for your podcast to start the strokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode won't be posted by the time you drive home, Josh. So uh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to listen to myself anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh, have you got any other other things? Have you been listening to anything, watching anything, reading anything? No, I, I think I'm, I'm actually enjoying being back in the office. Mm, I was yeah, nice. probably getting to the point of sitting at home in front of a mirror, talking to myself. <laughs> That's it's good being back. Um, but I, I think I've, I've been listening to a lot more of your podcasts. 
I, I enjoy listening to them driving to and from work. Yeah. So nice. when, when I was sitting at home, you kind of get sidetracked with, oh, I might just cook this or I'll do that or mm. I'll go to the fridge. Yeah. And where when you're driving, I've started your podcast back up again. So ah, nice. <laughs> looking forward to catching back up. So we, we <laughs> should so see. And episodes behind. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we should see a, a, a peak in listeners then as everyone starts to drive to and from work again. Yeah, true. <laughs> While we're all yelling at the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're well, you, taking a hit in our listenership. That's why. That's it, why. It, it, <laughs> if you're a few weeks behind, you'll start hearing us get slowly more exhausted over the past few <laughs> <Yeah>. weeks <laughs> until I think there was one week where we just whinged for, for an hour and then uh, and then last week we didn't even record one. We just re-released our chat on another person's show. <laughs> <laughs> We had a big birthday coming up. Yeah. Yeah. You're yes. planning. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Planning for his ten person party. Exactly. All his friends in one room. Well that's that's my that's my other thing, Tim. Um is my birthday tomorrow and booking out an entire restaurant to yourself. I think it's just a cool idea. Make use of the, the ten person limit. Um unfortunately, Dan, you've just lost the opportunity of getting cheaper golf membership. Um, it's cheaper <laughs> for under 30s. So <laughs> you missed it. Well, actually, you could call them right now. I could, call, I could book tonight. You. Yeah, I could, I could call them and sign up. Um, <laughs> the problem is I don't want to get... Um, I don't want to waste money, basically. So, <laughs> so I won't join the golf club. <laughs> you could just walk around with this for free and you don't have to lose any balls or carry golf clubs around. Yeah, well, I'd, just do that. I'd get a better score. Mm. <laughs> Probably would. <Yeah. laughs> All uh, right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up there. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for coming on, Josh. It was great to <laughs> to chat to you. If people want to get in touch, um, where can they get in, in touch with with you? Uh, just Google. If you just Google my name, yep. SV Partners, all the details will come up there. And perfect. Okay, so Josh Rob, SV Partners, SV Partners. Okay. That's right. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us at Too Drunk Podcast on uh, Twitter, at Too Drunk Podcast at gmail.com and then Too Drunk Accountants on Facebook and, and Instagram. Find us there and uh, we'll answer your questions if you have any. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll uh, cal- calculate it. Bye.